What's up, everybody? Hey. You're good to go whenever. I didn't know I was introing. Oh, I, I did, didn't I say Kyle intro before like, we started, Tim? Did I not? I thought, all I thought you said, you're like, Kyle, you good to go? And I was like, yeah. So I, I thought, thought no, I thought I said prior to Kyle, you good to go. The there intro. was definitely no like confirmation from oh. Kyle, so I think yeah, I it was definitely I didn't hear that part. Yeah. All right. Well, no, you're good. Uh, welcome to the intro. Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. Uh, my name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle, joined by Tim. Guys, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going, everybody? It's good. Um, didn't know who wanted to intro there. Tim, how's you, how you doing? Pretty solid. Actually kind of shocked by the Thursday night football game that's going on. Just kind of blown away by the points that are on the board that I didn't think were going to be on the board. So what's the Ra- score? Raiders already up 21, nothing quarter two. What's Aiden O'Connell <laughs> doing? I wonder. I'm pretty sure it must've been like a turnover and they got the ball in plus territory or something, but yeah, it was just like yeah, three they put quick up, scores. They put up 21 first quarter points. My Lord. Okay. Anyways, fun facts. Um, Kyle, just to get it really quick on the record, did you have the Raiders winning this game? I probably, yeah, I would have picked the Raiders over East and Stick. Over East uh, and Stick. I, if we want to score, I probably would have picked something like 14 to 10 Raiders. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I figured as such, uh, I had it 20 to 16. Timmy had it uh, 19 to 13. So mm-hmm. that's just to get that out of the way real quick pick wise this game could i couldn't care less about this game but so i got a couple questions for you guys real quick first question sure. which player is the most fun to watch in the nfl for you guys probably Easton stick but if we're being real uh tyree kill tyree kill fair enough uh it's gotta be tyree timmy you i was the first one that came to mind was tyreek um, um, I'd probably throw in just real mm-hmm. quick. I'd throw yeah, in right. a Josh Allen mm-hmm. just cause even if he doesn't make a good play, like even if he throws a pick most of the time, it's like such a stupid pick that it's just fun to watch. So, yeah. Um, so I wrote down cause obviously I had time to prep for the questions a little more. I'm springing these on you. Uh, I wrote down two offensive and two defensive, uh, offensive. I wrote down Jamar chase and Lamar Jackson defensively. I wrote down Fred Warner and TJ Watt. I think the speed that Fred Warner runs sideline to sideline is very, very fun to watch. He, big hitter, makes great plays. So that's one. Two, which team is the most fun to watch just this year? I would say the Niners. For the Niners? Niners overall for me the last couple of years. Just they're so efficient on offense. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the way Debo's playing, the way McCaffrey's playing. I think they're pretty fun. I would also throw the Dolphins in there, obviously. I mean, they got they put up 70 this year. They obviously didn't show up this past Monday, but, you know, when Tyreek and Waddle and the offense is rolling and HN, they're definitely fun to watch. You know, I yeah. think 
think I compared them to a basketball team last year at one point. And that's when they're like all rolling at their best. Like that's what they remind me of is like a fast break basketball team. Yep. Timmy, you? I'd probably say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, nah, definitely, you, you can use that answer 49ers. in a moment. You can use that answer <laughs> in a moment. Definitely the 49ers. They've just been so like consistent every week. Um, there was only like one or two bad weeks and they were like, one against the Browns, of course. The defense is like great, and then two was like the concussion Purdy week. So, yeah. other than that, they've just been so consistent over the last like few years, especially just running the football. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I would throw the Browns in there as well. Actually, too, I've enjoyed watching them this season. Just kind of just how they're navigating with all their injuries and like still a quasi contender, not a full on contender, but mm-hmm. like you know, down to starting QB. They can and get down to the final Nick four Chubb. for sure. They could. They, they could, can get to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not even kidding. This team is reminding me of Nick Foles' Eagles. I talked to Kyle about it the other day, and I was like, it's just giving me flashbacks of, like, when Nick Foles took over for the Eagles and took them there. Okay. So. It's okay. almost like it doesn't matter who they lose. Uh, they would obviously, like, they fare better at home. But, I mean, if they can find a way to get a home game somehow in one of those rounds, uh, be, yeah, they're as live as anybody. That'd be tough. But, uh, two teams I had, I actually had the Houston Texans and I had the Dallas Cowboys. I think when the Cowboys are rolling offensively and defensively, they are very fun. Uh, Dak's been throwing the ball over the lot. And then obviously defensively, Micah getting after a bland, like especially against bad teams. You're like, is bland getting another pick six, especially late game. And then the Texans offensively, they have been a, they've been a surprise. But when Stroud, I mean, not as any, not as much anymore without Tank Dell. But when Stroud, Dell, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, when they were really in their full movement, they were fun to watch. Especially that uh, Texans Bengals game. That was a really fun game. But uh, and I want to shout out the Colts too. The Colts have just happened to play really good games all season, like enjoyable games to watch. So, um, so Timmy, as I said, you might be able to give uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said, which team is the most boring to watch? And I wanted to play off contending style team because I would choose the Patriots, but. Playoff contending style. Oof. I mean, Steelers are there, 100%. I don't really know if they're... They're obviously in contention, but, like, in my mind, they're not a playoff team, so... Yeah. Um, I had one in my mind, and now I'm, like, blanking on it. I'm trying to look at the list. Kyle, yeah, I guess I'm just going to... I'll go on? with the Steelers and then also, like, the Titans, I guess. Um, yeah. But the Titans actually with Will Levis look a little bit more fun to watch than they're they a little Tannehill, bit more so. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I would say the Steelers. Steelers are not fun to watch at all. Uh, the Patriots obviously are boring, especially on offense, but they can move the ball a little bit. Like they can get it between the numbers. I love watching their defense. Like I really have enjoyed watching the defense the last few weeks. Um, the Jets are fairly boring to watch because Zach Wilson is like anemic completely anemic uh but i mean he had the game of his life last week uh you could say the vikings you could throw the vikings on there the last couple weeks i mean they just won three to zero so or was it six to three no it was three to zero it was three three yeah exactly don't don't give them don't give them that many points kyle but (laughs) you know in some ways that's almost like it's boring but like it's so bad it's good <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it, it actually makes for a, a weirdly entertaining game i was rooting for overtime at 0-0 i was rooting for the shit show but 
Honestly, you could take your pick at quite a few offenses in this league this year. I mean, there's so many low-scoring games like that. But the Steelers were the first one that jumped off to me. Um, Given week, NFC South, like the Saints can be boring to watch at any point in time. I like Olave yeah. and I like Kamara and I like Taysom Hill. So when they're not, but they can be boring week to week. The Falcons just don't know how to utilize their players so they can be boring. And then the Bucks Panthers are dreadful. No, the Panthers are terrible. The Bucks can just kind of get in their own way, but they're never really boring. I wouldn't put them in that boring category. But they can you know they be lethargic, but they're like I wouldn't put them in the boring category. I would I would actually put the Panthers up there. The Panthers Oh, if you're like just going least, all teams, oh my goodness, I'm not watching. Yeah, I, I would at least say like the Steelers games. Steelers like the Pats, like they can at least get after the quarterback. They can at least, you know, do some fun things on defense. And then when they do connect on offense, like Najee and their receivers, they can do some fun things, but you know, by and large, like you said, out of contending teams, they're pretty boring. But no, the Panthers then, are not they've, fun to watch. They've at all. become a little un- less boring over the last few weeks, so I won't. I can't fully put them there. But sometimes I don't enjoy watching the Broncos. They can just be. It just depends on what Broncos team gets there. Offensive, like they've been turning. They've been turning teams over lately, so that's been more fun, obviously. And Russ has been trying to get back into his Seattle bag throwing some random passes, which is fun. But there are also times where they get really stagnant. And oddly, the Chiefs haven't been all that much fun to watch this season. They The Chiefs will throw out plays, like obviously like the Kelsey play that got, t- that got called back. That's super. That was amazing. But then there's just been games this year where they just look, the drops, it's just been so un-Chief-like where it's been like, is this even all that, like, this is cool, I guess. But, like, I mean, you can't – they're not boring because they have Mahomes and at any point some magic could happen. But They're just not up to their standard. They're though. not up I to mean, their agree, standard, which makes sense. I agree with you. Like, in the past, like, even if you hated on the Chiefs or were not a Chiefs fan, you could at least say, like, that's an incredible play. You mm-hmm. don't get that that much this year. They're very much just below average on their standards. Yes. Uh, the Broncos – I agree with you, like especially early on in the season, but lately, yeah, they've been better. They've been lately, pretty exciting. Sure. They because they uh they either go for high like efficient plays, like short yard plays, or it's a fucking bomb. It's no in between. And like you said, their defense turns people over. Uh, we didn't mention this before for exciting teams. I want to add the Lions in there too. Yes, yeah, so the when the Lions are rolling, when the Lions are rolling, especially with their uh, dual backfield and Jared Goff, when Jared Goff looks comfortable. Um, so I got two more. What's the player that you felt has improved the most? Like the first one that comes to your head. If you don't have one, I've got a couple, but like anyone that comes to your head that's like started off the season and that's like really like you've seen like improvement from them. You're like, oh, okay. I understand like what's going on there. Kudos to them, whatever you feel. You would have to say, uh, I was going to say Josh Dobbs, but he's kind of regressed, but you'd have to say Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love's definitely improved. Um, and he really, I mean, he carried himself well. Even early on in the season, he would just make mistakes. And, I mean, they're not coming off the best game against the Giants either. But, no, but. overall, I'd say Jordan Love's improved. Yep. Uh, Timmy, do you have anybody at all? Uh, yeah, here? so, I mean, he improved, but he started out pretty decent. Uh, I'm going to say C.D. Lamb and, like, Dak Prescott, uh, both of them, really. Yeah. Uh, like but it. for C.D., like, when the first, like, two months of the season – he was good, but like, he wasn't like a game changer. These last two months, he's been like a game wrecker, where he just goes off and just you know, hundred and fifty and two, and we just 
you don't see that very often. So I'll say CD you could argue, combo. You could argue CD's been the top receiver mm-hmm. over the last month and a half. Yeah. I was gonna say oh. he's he's gotten himself into the top five conversation. I wouldn't defi- I wouldn't definitively put him there, but he's got himself definitely into that top five conversation. Whereas to coming in the season, I don't think he was in that conversation at all. He's definitely playing as well as anybody. And with the improvement one, I would say, I mean, this came out of nowhere. I would never would have expected that he's playing this well is Joe Flacco. Like he looked DOA the last few times we saw yeah. him, whether it was in Denver or he went to Philly at one point, I believe, uh, back with the Browns now. And yeah, he's playing way better than I ever would have imagined. Like he looks, <laughs> he looks comfortable. And then I got to give props because I thought they would never win another game. Honestly, Giants, Tommy DeVito. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not making mistakes. He seems to have control of the offense. Um, his teammates seem to love him. So shouts to Tommy DeVito. That's a fun story. I know, you know, he's a Jersey kid, so Giants fans are, like, loving that right now. They're calling it, like, mini Linsanity right now, an Italian Linsanity, I guess. So, I mean, that's a cool story, and he's definitely playing much better than I thought because I thought he was just going to be, you Buns. know, much like Easton Stick, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I had Jordan Love written down as well. I had Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields has taken increments and steps forward every season. And I think he's making it tougher for the – Timmy and I talked about this before the pod, uh, last pod. He's making it tougher on the Bears to just say bye. Mm-hmm. Like we can't – I like, agree with you. Because uh, in one sense, you could either trade him and get Caleb and then build uh, – and obviously build from there, get some stuff for Justin, or you can get a major haul – for the Caleb pick, maybe get yourself Marvin Harrison Jr. at depending on where your pick is or whatever. And then you can, with that haul, get all the requisite pieces around Justin Fields when he's still on a young deal and see what you can do in the next couple of years, especially since they already got sweat to help out with their defense. So like the bears are actually in a pretty solid position right now. And with a tough question on their hands, if they want to go with fields or if they want to try to start a new with a different quarterback, but he's making it tough on them. Um, so I, I had just, agree. I had Justin Field, uh, James Cook has surprised me this year for the for the Bills. Early on in the season, obviously they weren't really using him much, but since they've uh, since they got Joe Brady as their OC, they've been using James Cook a lot, and he's been playing pretty well, been producing a lot in the pass game and run game. And then Josh Allen defensively, not offensive. Josh Allen, he started, he came into the year last year at seven sacks. This year he's at thirteen and a half. So he's been. He's really been one of the pillars for the Jags defense and been some reasons why they're getting a lot of turnover this season. So that was that. And then the most expect unexpected good player this year was the last one I had. If you need a, I have a couple written down too. So if you guys can't think of one instantly, I've got a few, but. Puka. Think about it. Yeah. Puka. Puka's definitely got to be up there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think I'd probably I'd say Raheem Mostert didn't expect him to have the longevity. Yeah, that's very fair. He's always been a good back, mm-hmm. like he's like made his way into being a good back. It started obviously really started in that NFC Championship game when he ran for two hundred on the Packers, and from there he was always a guy who was like he's a burner. He can give you eighty yards on a touchdown, but he might not play more than four games. And then this year he's actually had sustained excellence. Um, that dual backfield that they've had for part of the season with obviously Shan going out for a few games. But yeah, he's definitely uh, another one that I liked a lot. Uh, Kyle, you? 
I mean, you could honestly say CJ Stroud. We didn't expect this from him. We didn't expect this from him. So, I mean, we expect him to be good, but, I mean, he's exceeded all expectations. Yep. Um, I've got two older guys, and then we can get right into picks, um, or unless you guys have something else yourself. Uh, Russell Wilson. I did not expect Russell Wilson to have this kind of resurgence this year. I thought he'd be a little bit better, but uh, he's actually played very quality football this year as a quarterback, and he's taken a step. He took a step back forward, so that threw me off a little bit, and kudos to him. And then um, Khalil Mack is another one who hadn't had a double-digit sack years in in like six years. I think it was 2018 he had the last double-digit sack year. He's already at 15 leading the league right now. (laughs) So Khalil Mack turning back the clock this year is someone I did not expect to see leading the sack leader going into week 15. So uh, another guy who has been very, very good this season that I wasn't expecting. But, yeah, I was just thinking about that stuff prior, and I was like, I wonder what they feel. Um, All good answers there, absolutely. But uh, did you guys have any anything before we head right into picks here? Raiders up 28-0 now. Jesus. Jesus What's going on? I think this on? is the Brandon Staley fire I, game. I was about to oh, say this might be it for him. They fumbled, they fumbled three times within, like, 17 minutes of this game and it's cost me 28 points so i will ask this before we get to picks uh we would be remiss not to bring this up being pats fans Uh, what do you make of the news that supposedly Kraft made the decision after the colts loss in germany lost the colts i should say by the patriots in germany that he was going to fire belichick out of the season after the season Um, uh timmy you start i'll say um it's really weird because like he just signed that lucrative contract or whatever at the beginning of the season and like we didn't get any news on that until halfway through the season. You got to think that this was already planned. Like this was the lucrative contract because how often does a team say like, yeah, you're fired at the end of the season and we're letting you know now. Like that's just like mm-hmm. like why would he keep coaching if like he knew that at the end of the season he was done? Why wouldn't he just turn the reins over? It's just kind of weird. So I think it was kind of like planned out before the season like hey, if you know, we're not in playoff contention this year, then this is this is the lucrativeness of this deal. Um it is just kind of weird to think that they would be like, "Hey, you're done, but not right now. In like 3 months, you're done." So mm-hmm. Right. Bittersweet. So I think it's it's good in the sense of I feel there needs to be a new voice in the locker room, and it's because of the fact that Bill wears so many hats, and he wasn't going to relinquish half of those hats. Like, obviously, he's there. Dra- he's in the draft room, so he's making the draft picks. He is the GM, so he's making all the financial decisions there, and then he's uh, coaching as well. If you, again, as I've said, multiple times when we've talked about Bill Belichick, if you took the GM and the drafting guy out of him, obviously he has his input, it's Bill Belichick, but like if you got the actual not making decisions guy out of there and you just had him as your, okay, this is our coach going forward, we got a nice OC in there, we've got someone in the front office to do these things, then I'd be happy with him being there and I'd be fine. But it's bittersweet in the sense of I do feel – this is obviously your last piece to the Brady-Belichick era, clearly because he's the coach, Belichick. And we're then going to be moving on to something different and hopefully something new. And I think something new is kind of what we need because of the fact that the last 
few years we've been stalling out and I don't think we were going to, we would have had to be uber talented to hit a pinnacle. I mean, a lot of teams are, but sometimes it didn't feel like we were coaching up, especially offensively. Defensively, we always are going to be really good. So it's going to be interesting to see how that changes. But offensively, it never felt like we were coaching up, almost coaching down. And I think off in a league like this, offense is what's going to get you championships and deep playoff runs and those kind of things. So unfortunately, it is going to be really weird to see him go. Like at times for me this year, it's still been really weird not to see Tom Brady on the field playing. I mean, obviously it's it, he's had some time he's got to go, but it's just been a little weird at times not to see Tom. And it's going to be weird not to see Bill on the sideline, especially when you see him probably coaching for somebody else if he doesn't retire. But so bittersweet, weird, but I do think it's the right decision. Right. I mean, I feel a few ways about it. Um, First of all, if this was reported by anybody else, I'd be like, how legit is this? Because we don't really hear the business of what goes on behind the scenes in new England much. Yeah. Um, but it was reported by someone who's been covering the Patriots for like over 30 years, Tom Curran. Um, he's very much plugged in. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can't really refute the source. Um, I would be surprised only because this team has been playing better. You know what I mean? Not necessarily successful, but better yeah, over the have, last month, they month been, and a half. They got a win. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> they got a win. They got a win. Um, I would like to at least see Belichick coach one more year. From what I heard, the extension goes through 2024. So it would have ended at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see why you don't just yep. let him play it out. Clearly, the quarterbacks we have, whether it's Zappy or Mac Jones, aren't the answer. Uh, clearly, the weapons aren't there. Um, it's really confusing because there is a de facto GM in place that's also with Bill Belichick. Like prior was Nick Casario, who's now with the Texans. I don't know who it is now, but obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, Belichick makes a lot of the decisions. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would love it if he, re- you know, relinquished his GM role, came back just as the head coach next year. Part of me still thinks that's possible. I'd still kind of be shocked if Kraft let him go. I don't think he's going to be fired. So it'll be a mutual parting of ways. Um, yeah. But could it, could it be a trade? I would be surprised because it's like, all right, if you're getting rid of Belichick, we know they're going to operate the same way the Steelers do. We talked about the Steelers with Tomlin last last podcast like they're gonna look for a guy to be there for another 10 years at least they don't want to you know a five year and out guy right so you know i've seen some pats fans throw out ben johnson we have no idea if ben johnson as a coordinator has the makings of a head coach he's gonna get an opportunity but you don't know if he's a long-term guy you know so and there's been rumors of rabel being traded to the pats that to me would be perfect if you know for a fact you can get rabel you know whatever's going on behind the scenes sure then yeah, go ahead. You can move on to Belichick because that's almost like a younger Belichick in a sense with how he carries himself with the team. But, you know, if you're going to let go of that guy, even yeah, he is older. He might be a little past his prime. You better have a good replacement. You better have a guy like Vrabel. You better have a guy who's not only younger, but is there for 10 years, you know, a Sean McVay type. So if they're going to get rid of him, they better have the replacement. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. But I also... I'm fine both ways. Like I'd be perfectly fine with Vrabel because offense really has never been too huge of an issue in Tennessee. Like they've just had, they've just been devoid of a lot of talent, but they've been coached up to the point to where like 
they've had been the one seed. They obviously they went to the NFC or the NFC, the AFC championship game one time. So like they've coached themselves up a little bit more. Obviously, when you have Derrick Henry, you can kind of revolve around that. But it's not like Ryan Tannehill was anything like super special. They had AJ Brown at one point too. So yeah, like, I think they've, they've had, had a little more they've talent. Had, they've had talent for sure, but I don't think that like when you cross like go across the entire like landscape at times they haven't been like your most talented rosters they're not look they don't look like the Bengals or the chiefs when they had hill and kelsey they don't look like how the dolphins look now or the 49ers or things like that but they've been competing with those teams i mean they just competed with the dolphins and they don't nearly have the talent that the dolphins do especially <laughs> offensively so that's a, that's like, a that don't even get me started on that game the no, we'll talk won. about we'll talk about it like halfway through here because we have to talk about the dolphins at some point a little bit but so i think that uh vrabel elevates and i think he's at that point where he's elevating but he's still newer so he understands the fact that you need like a newer kind of system and things like things like that plus you're gonna get an oc there with him too you're gonna get some people who are in his kind of circle i would like i would just really love to branch outside of the belichick tree i agree with that just because, like, we kept, like, obviously, we got O'Brien, and, like, it was, like, I thought it was a step up, but the offense hasn't looked great either, but, like, it was Patricia, McDaniels, O'Brien, uh, we just, ju- Judge, we just kept kind of circling around the Belichick tree of guys, it's like, okay, we'll just bring him back in, and I'm kind of, I'm interested to see what something new looks like. We need a new version of what we have already in New England, and I think this is going to be a good start to it because obviously you have to get Belichick out of there to do so. I wish we could do it with him, but he's the type of personality, and he's got the obviously he's got the track record to show that like it still can. I'm a six-time Super Bowl champion, coach, eight-time if you count my uh, defensive coordinator. So, yeah, that's why interesting. it's doubly interesting to me because. Yeah, we might let him go, but like the number one candidate would be the Chargers. But what you're hearing a lot of is commanders, which does not make sense to me. Why would you go somewhere with like Howell's a good quarterback? Don't get me wrong at all, but he's not the quarterback necessarily. He's not Herbert, right? So that's where it kind of gets me. What's up? I can't can't imagine Bill wants to build anything. That's like, that's exactly what I'm with, saying. You would like the you Chargers are not, you don't have to build the Chargers. The Chargers are ready now. They just need to be healthy and be coached right. The 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 Vi- I'm not Vikings. I almost said the Vikings. The Commanders, which aka the football team, aka the Red, like they need like a couple years before they they traded away their talent on defensively or some of it, mm-hmm. I should say. They need a few years before they're gonna get back to relevancy highly. So I don't see. I don't think Bill has five more years in him. I mean, he could, but I don't think he does. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on what situation he gets. For sure. I mean, I still think the guy can coach. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. Like I said, they better find a good replacement because, you know, if he does go to LA and instantly makes them 11, 12 win team, which is entirely possible. Oh, absolutely. That's going to look bad on craft. You know what I mean? To some degree, to some degree. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll be treated like Brady because it's like this guy's done amazing things for the franchise. Like, you know, we squeezed as much as we could out of that orange kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, it'll still look similar to the Brady situation where he goes and wins with the Bucks. That too. So you could you could play it both ways. But I don't know. I'm very interested to see how they play it down the stretch because, you know, they were asking Belichick about it yesterday at a press conference and uh, definitely makes it awkward. But I'm definitely interested to see how this last month two months plays out for sure yep. 
Yep. Uh, Timmy, did you have anything else on the situation at all? Two things real quick. Yeah. Uh, thir- 35 nothing now. Jesus. Raiders score another one. Yeah, um, Grand State might not make it out of halftime. I'm telling you, you're talking about, you know, a Brand- good landing oh, spot being LA. Brandon He's- Golden with the rushing touchdown. Yeah. Let's go. A long one, too. It was like 20-something yards. <clears throat> I love Belichick's answer at that press conference where they're like, hey, there's a rumor going around that you're not the coach at the end of this year. He's like, yep, just focused on Kansas City right now. And then three more people ask him the same question. That he gets, he gives them the exact same answer every time. Honestly, After the second idea. person, I would have just shut up. I'm not asking a damn question about that. Like, he's obviously not going to answer the question. Why are you trying to press him? I don't get it. Like, you know also- Bill Belichick. He's given you this answer a hundred times in his career and you're asking him four times. He's a one-time question guy. Like you ask it once cause you have to, and maybe just maybe you get something that's not that, but the second you get just focus on Kansas city right now, the second you get that, you're like, you know what? <laughs> We're just going to leave it because he's not going to give you another answer. You don't, you can word it however you want. He's still going to say, yep. Just worried about uh, Kansas city and trying to win this next football game. Okay, Bill. <laughs> okay, we got you. <laughs> we whatever got you, you said, Bill. <laughs> whatever, whatever you say, Bill. We got you, William. We got you. Uh, listen, if I probably would turn off the, I don't think I'd watch a Patriots game next year if Kraft just like promotes Steve and we just have another Belichick. <laughs> I'd probably just be like, you know what? We just don't even need it anymore. <laughs> like, let's just let's get out of it. Like, we just keep Belichick at that point if we're gonna get Steve and put him up there. But all right, no, I'm glad you asked that. I am glad you asked that. Uh, is there anything else? Right. Not much. I the only thing I really wanted to say was uh, I do think like Pat's fans overblow Belichick's draft record. Uh, he hasn't done well on offense, but like defense, he's found nothing but studs like year in and year out. Oh, so it's the offense that's the problem. The de- defensively, he's great. Offensively, he just hasn't done well offensively, and like that's you can't. I was like, you really can't speak on like him that because it just it hasn't done well. Like it's okay, it's fine. I just he has. Uh, I think he has such a defensive eye that sometimes he almost loses his offensive eye. And it's not that he can't coach or anything like that. It's just especially on the receiving end, like receivers, yeah. especially like he seems like, to I, find running backs. And even like during the Brady era, you know, found some good weapons, right? Especially from the running back position, but. Receiver, he's nonstop missed. Tight had end, I mean, know, of course, he got Gronk and Hernandez. But, yeah, I was gonna say, know, had the years ago. Gronk was a Gronk was a no brainer. It was more so, our who's gonna take a shot on him? And he was like, I'm gonna take a shot on him, and we couldn't be more happy that he did. And then Hernandez was at the time a very good pick. Obviously, we know how what happened with it, but like, with I was thinking about Gronk, it was like he should be a high end fit top fifteen pick. But his back injury in college, we we're like, I don't know about him. And Bill was like, yeah, we've got Tom. We're going to take the chance. And then Rob was like, you know what? Let's just, I think, three times Super Bowl champion. Let's just, we went to five. Yeah, let's just go do this thing. Let's go do this That was thing really here. the case with both of them. They both were supposed to be first-round picks. And like you said, Gronk with the injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. Hernandez with gang-related activity, I guess, in college or close to it. Gang. You know, he had, he had his issues. Gang, gang. And they flared up. They definitely flared up. So, but yeah, no, we could definitely move on to picks. I just wanted to hear yep. what your guys' opinion on uh, that news was. Yeah, for sure. Um, this week, three three <clears throat> Saturday games. It's gonna be interesting. Can't we wait. got one, four, and then 
we don't have any they're not actually bad games we actually got some interesting games for the saturday um they all have implications they do uh again reiterating vegas was minus three we all had vegas winning by anywhere between four and six and we all had it under 24 vegas scoring they've clearly blown that out of the water so moving on minnesota cincinnati will be next unless you guys want to do um the draft drafting picks depending how you guys feel like doing it we got got 15 games let's go go in order let's go let's go in order okay so it's minnesota at cincinnati kyle what is the line cincinnati's a three-point favorite uh I'm interested to hear where you guys go with this because I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. To me, this is a pick em just because of Flores' defense, right? His blitzing. I think Browning's going to have trouble, right? Uh, the Vikings, there's not much that has looked great from them in the last few weeks, but mm-hmm. they're playing for a playoff position, much like the Bengals. So I'm interested to hear where you two would go with this game in particular. Uh, Timmy, do you want to go first or no, I got it. Okay. Sure. Um, I think this the way this game plays out is the Vikings defense is going to be on the field a ton because their offense looked really bad last week, and there isn't really any improvements. We know Jefferson's probably going to play in this one, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, but I think with them being on the field a lot, I think they're going to ease up, and then I think the Bengals are just going to pull away. So I actually have them winning pretty pretty nicely here. I have it Bengals 24, Vikings 13. smashing the the spread uh i just wanted to quickly note kyle in the last couple weeks you have made leaps and bounds you're 10 games ahead of me right now so you're in the home stretch you're looking like you're taken away last week was a really good week for you there's plenty of time a b uh i don't want to talk about last week because i could have easily went what i think it was like 13 and one had the you were were 12 and three last week yeah, so yeah, I could have went fourteen and one. I'm not happy yeah, with those Monday night games at all, uh, for for various reasons. So, yeah, the Dolphins yeah. should have took care of business, and the Packers really should have won that game. Like, shout to Tommy DeVito, but the Packers should have won that game. But that's let's get back to yeah. this game before so I just ram. I have, on. I also have Cincinnati at twenty four. I do think the Vikings score a little bit more. I have them at twenty. Uh, I just like how Cincinnati's looking right now. Um, I liked how they were looking everything post Joe Burrow being not a human. Like since Joe Burrow has been human, they've looked very good. It's just the fact that obviously the Ravens game, when you have a switch at quarterback halfway through, you're not going to be, you're not going to do very well. And then since that point, they've looked pretty solid. So I've got them 24, 20. They're interesting. They can make the playoffs. Uh, Timmy, when you were looking it up earlier, did you see anything on Burrow's timeline at all? I don't know if you actually ended up looking that up at all. Most of the reports just said he'll be ready for the 2024 season. So, so I'm assuming I think this is an extended leave. Like, I don't think yeah. they're expecting a playoff push. Okay. Uh, it's definitely something – I think something it might bring up more if they win this week because they might be firmly in, like, the playoff picture. So it might be something that people ask about more, and we'll see. But, uh, Kyle, uh, your choice. So I think this is going to be an ugly game. I mean, we look at the last few Vikings games. They've been nothing but slop. Uh, I don't see why that wouldn't change right now. Browning has looked good. Yes, they got better weapons probably, yes, especially with Browning instead of Nick Mullins on the the Minnesota side. Uh, Because, you know, the Vikings do have weapons themselves, but 
you would probably lean towards Browning more than you would Mullins. But I think it's going to be something like 17-15, ugly game. And uh, I'll go with you guys with the Bengals. I do have this like weird feeling that the Vikings will just win just because that seems to be like how the season went. Look at the Monday night games again. Um, but the Bengals, I mean, both are playing for something here. I do think it's going to be a field goal game. I think I got at two, right? 17, 15. Yep. So I'm going to roll with the Bengals, but not confident at all. I do think the Vikings defense is going to keep them in this game for sure. Okay. Uh, next, we have. How the fuck I ended up on NHL? We got Steelers at Colts. Colts are a point and a half favorite at home. Um, I'll start on this one. Uh, I think I got the Colts in this game. Uh, there's just something about the Pittsburgh Steelers that I don't love. And the Colts seem to be... Colts just are weird. They, like, shouldn't win games, and then they do. And I just feel like this, like, if it gets, like, in weird situations, the Colts will just find a way to pull it out. Uh, I think Gardner actually could have a pretty decent game as long as they can semi-protect him from T.J. Watt. And I've got the Colts in this game. I've got it 23-18. to Question before Tim answers: Does yeah. anybody know is Trubisky the starter or is Pickett coming back? Trubisky. I know he. Uh, okay, because I know Pickett didn't practice yesterday. At least I don't know about today, but it is Trubisky for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll make it quick then. Actually, I'll go right before you, Tim. I got Colts twenty four eighteen, very close to Keenan. Uh, I think this is going to be a disgusting game as well. That it's a little more high scoring than the earlier game, but I don't think this one will be too fun to watch. I think it will be low, lower scoring. Um, I'm going with the Colts as well. I have it 17 to 13. Um, mm. But Colts at home, you'd think that they'd probably score over 20. But I can see it, but I'm going to pick them mm. a little bit lower. Yep. Steelers fighting for the playoff spot. That's usually when the defense gets going really hot. So, Yeah, I mean, this could be a Mike Tomlin special. Um I'm just, I mean, I've never been a Trubisky guy when he was on Chicago, any of that. I mean, he's looked terrible in the game since. They lost to the Pats at home. Uh, he got outdueled by Bailey Zappi. So, yeah, I mean, I can't. This was Pickett, and I'm not a Pickett guy. You've heard me talk about him, but I would still lean the Steelers even with Pickett. But the fact that it's Trubisky, even though he's been here for three weeks now, you'd figure there'd be a little more continuity. I still got to go with the Colts. Um, lastly, for the Saturday night games, we got... Denver Broncos going to Detroit. Detroit's favored by four and a half. Uh, I'll say this. I'll let you two answer before. I am or was fully prepared to pick the Broncos. It still might go that way, but I do want to hear where you guys are leaning. Timmy, you go first on this one. In Detroit, you think you would favor the Lions, and I really, I really wanted to pick them. But the Broncos need this win. This is like a must win for the Broncos because they're, you know, right in the playoffs right now and they can't afford to really lose. Everybody else is like, there's like, what, seven teams that are seven and six in in those spots. So, like, they yeah. can't afford to lose. Um, this de- The Broncos defense has been playing very well. Since that 70-point game, they've, like, completely turned it around. So, um, and Jared Goff has looked not so good these last, like, three weeks. So, 
I'm going Broncos here. I think it's close, and it might be a, like a walk-off field goal, but I got a 23-20. Mm. So, coming off a loss, losing two of their last three, I do think Detroit's going to be focused. Uh, they would be more incentivized, I'll use, to win this game if the Packers would have won because they would then the Packers would actually be starting to get on their heels for the division. Obviously, with the Packers losing, the division's pretty much locked up. But I do think Detroit will pull this game out. It is at home. I think on the road, I would choose Denver, but I think this game's going to be close to a 24 <clears throat> to 22 Detroit win. I'm right in the same ballpark as you guys with the score. Uh, again, when I first saw this line last Sunday, I'm like, okay, I'm all over the Broncos. But Keenan does make a good point. Detroit's such a different team at home. Uh, it feels like they're due for one after their ugly stretch ever since that Bears game before Thanksgiving, then the Thanksgiving game with the Packers, then the last few weeks. It seems like they're due for like a bounce back game from what we saw, you know, more in the October stretch. Uh, that being said, like Tim said, the Broncos absolutely need this game. That Steelers-Colts is almost going to be essentially a knockout game. They all have the same record. One of those teams is going to take a step Tim. back. What's up? Now, uh, this is one of Tim's. Uh, the Colts are going to knock out three people on their way to True. making the playoffs. So, shout out, Tim. True. So, I mean, there's a world where the Broncos definitely win this game, especially defensively. And they definitely have the talent on offense to stay in this game. But... I feel like it's going to be a bounce back game for the Lions. I would love for the Broncos to win, add to the chaos. Excuse me. Uh, they still have, what, do they have one more Chargers game later yes. on the season? I think it's the so last game still, of the season. They're still going to be in it. I think they have the Raiders too. I could be wrong about that. So, I mean, this game the is Bron both. Oh, my gosh. The Broncos could win out. They really they, could. They have the Patriots next week, then they have the Chargers at home, and then they have right, the Raiders. So, like, they they easily could win out. And if for some odd reason the Chiefs fall in one of these games, they could find themselves not winning they the could. division. I mean, look, if the Broncos win this game, they're going to absolutely be in play for that division. I mean, granted, the Chiefs, the Chiefs' schedule is uh, pretty easy, too. It's cake. But I don't know. I'm having a tough time with this game. I'm going to say... Detroit 25-22, and I do not feel good about it. One of those games that you bet different than you actually pick? Maybe. I'll probably tease the Broncos because you could probably get them at 11 points, 10 points, whether it's you could even get them up to 17 if you're doing a 13-point teaser. So, I mean, I definitely want to play the Broncos there because you, you'd expect them to be competitive. But it's just one of those games you never know. The Lions can just be so explosive. They can mm -hmm. just take it up a notch on them. So who knows? But I mean, like yep. Tim said, the Broncos are playing much, much better on defense, especially since 70 to 30. But the Lions really it, do need to prove the game. So it's going to come down really to if the Lions will win this game pretty comfortably if Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball or could win this game pretty comfortably if Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. If it does, it could be a long game for them. Really, it come, mm. the Lions do come down to Jared Goff turning the ball over. Like, if he doesn't turn the ball over, they're a very tough team to beat. They they can move the ball. They can run. They have a lot of weapons. So, it's going to just come down to that. But what's up, Timmy? Did the, did the Raiders score again? 
42 nothing. Hopefully, hopefully you started Aiden O'Connell. He's already thrown like four touchdowns. Or this hopefully you started six. Trey Tucker. Only the third quarter, too, right now, right? And it's not even halftime. Not even half. 20 seconds from oh, the Staley, half. No, Staley's, Staley's done. Staley's gone. They're on He's pace to lose 84 to nothing. Can the Raiders put up 70? Can the Raiders Staley's put They, they Please. Could. With, like, backups? They're oh definitely getting God. up 50. That's what we know now. And what's funny is there was a rumor of them starting Jimmy Garoppolo this week. And then they went with Aiden O'Connell. He ain't starting. No. Mm-hmm. And this is with Devontae Adams having five catches for 73 yards. He's been pedestrian. Like, not really, because 73 in the first half is good. But, like, for a game where you expect the Raiders to have 42, he's been pedestrian. Because you would expect Devontae to have, like, eight for a buck, 30 and two. He's been chilling. Can you, a, can you do me a favor, Keenan? Could you yep. look up real quick what the score was at halftime of the 70-30 game? Absolutely. Uh, say the next game. I'll give you it in just a moment. Yeah, so we got Bucks at Packers. Packers are favored by three and a half. Not sure how I feel about that line. I feel like that's a tad too high. Maybe the weather's going to be colder. Than, then there's some credence there, but even then, Baker would be used to the cold weather. Uh how do you guys feel about this game? To me, this is essentially a playoff game. Bucks have, you know, the division to fight for right now. Packers have an easy schedule, so maybe it doesn't mean the world to them. But, I mean, you know, coming off that loss, yeah, they do kind of got to make up some ground here. So how do you guys feel about this one? Uh, to quickly interject right before we go on, it was 35-13 to 13 at the half. So not even as bad as this one. Yeah, Staley's gone. Stevens no, uh, this is because they because they put up 35 in both halves and the uh, Raiders have put up 21 points in the first quarter and 21 points in the second quarter. So it's not like it's been like a barrage. It's been just 21 and then 21, 21, 21, 21. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so, so how do I feel about this game? I feel yeah. both. This is like a desperate game for both teams. Um, as we're, as we've been talking about kind of throughout this pod throughout the season, some teams are, it'd be good for them to lose. Some teams, it would not be good for them to lose. Like obviously for draft picks and blah, 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 whatever. These are two teams that winning definitely benefits them. Like obviously draft positions, not something they're trying to build winning cultures. The bucks have a win now. Anthony, Anthony Edwards just tried to punch over somebody, but, um, the Bucks have a winning or trying to build, keep up their winning culture and trying to win. Cause they have like a more win now roster than a development roster. And then the Packers are trying to win with what they have with the young talent. Cause that's what they're going to be bringing in. I do lean the Packers in this game because they are at home. Uh, I don't know what the weather is looking like for this game. So that could obviously change the outcome of things too, but I do have the Packers in this game. I think it's going to be a, little high scoring. I've got this game about 27-24 Green Bay. 42 degrees at Lambeau. That's what it's looking like. 42. So, something Tampa can definitely play in. Baker's obviously played in the cold being in Cleveland. Mike Evans has played in the cold as well, but I mean they they've played obviously I was his NFL players have played in the cold before. Obviously Mike Evans has been in down south, but he's played in the cold before, so they want a playoff game in Lambeau. Yeah. Uh, Tim, what do you have? When I look at this game, I kind of think both of these teams are like identical. Like 
they're both right in the yeah. same exact tier. You know, like if the Bucks weren't in the NFC South, they'd be in like the the wild card fighting for that spot. Um, I actually like the Bucks here, so I'm gonna take them. I got it 22 to 20. Um, yeah, and I, I'm gonna hate it because if the Packers lose, that means the Giants are tied with them if they win this week. So it's gonna give a little bit more hope to the Giants fans that need to just give up on them. We'll be talking about the Giants next. Uh, this you can't trust either one of these teams really. I mean, we've talked about the Bucks in regards to the NFC South. And we like their roster. And you see moments where they'll put up points and the offense really can be a problem. Same with the Packers. And then the Packers going just don't play consistent versus the Giants. Uh, I do want to give the Giants props, though. I mean, Dable's got them playing well. Uh, they just seem well coached, even though they're talent deficient, you know. But I do like the way Dable has them coached. They, they're just a smart team. Much like last year early on where like Daniel Jones and Saquon, it was really them on the offense, but they just did things well, you mm-hmm. know. But back to this game, I would lean Bucks too just because they've got vets and that's really it compared to the young the young Packers, especially on offense. But it's really a pick'em game. It's a coin flip to me. And, you know, the weather isn't terrible, as we said. If it was, then yeah, I would give the Pack even more of an advantage. Hedge of all hedges here, 23, 22 bucks. It's that much of a coin flip to me. Uh, do not feel confident either way in either one of these teams. Yep. Next, we got the Giants at the Saints. Saints are a six-point favorite. You should be able to just say, yeah, Saints win here. Uh, it doesn't seem like you can do that. Uh, I, again, I don't understand why they want to just turn to Jameis at some point. I would give... I want to give a score like 27 to 14 is what I want to do. But like I just mentioned with Dable, he's got them coached so well to just play hard. It seems like they will stay in this game. Derek Carr keeps you in games. It seems like if you're an opposing team, that's not as good. Uh, so I'll say 27, 21 saints giants, give them a scare, but I think the saints pull it out. Um, Timmy, you go. And then afterwards I have a question for you. I'm taking the giants. Mm. It's just gonna it's gonna make the the NFC South easier to be like yeah the Saints are now two games behind. Devito's been playing good enough to win games, so um, I got a kind of low scoring seventeen to fourteen. Um, I'm hoping that by me picking a low scoring game, this means the Giants just get beat up really bad, and then Alvin Kamara just goes off because then that's good for me. You said seventeen fourteen. Correct. All right, so I have a question. Next year, do you feel would you feel more comfortable with DeVito than Daniel Jones? No. I would rather go back to Daniel Jones. I think if Daniel Jones was healthy right now, like he would be playing even better than DeVito. Okay. I was just curious. In a way, um, DeVito's kind of saved Daniel Jones' job. They've gotten the extra wins so they don't have to get like a top-tier quarterback in this draft. I mean, they could still draft quarterback, but now you have a suitable backup in DeVito. Uh, you assume they'll build more talent around the edges in New York. So he might have saved Daniel Jones' job for at least a year. Uh, if they win this week and he can't, he can almost get him to 500, he might take the job. Um, just all depends on how it goes. Because if obviously New York they, will want that. New York and New Jersey, the tri-state area is going to want that. Listen. They want, like, they're going to want the Italian kid. Like Again, this is like Lynn Sanity to them over there right now. So if, if he wins against the Saints in New Orleans, this shit's going to pop off even more. Like 
Do you see his agent too? Do you see his agent on the sideline? Yeah. I love it. They 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 love this. This is perfect. This is everything about this. I'm every, rooting morale, for the Morale's up. Like honestly, I mean, I'm going. I'm actually going with the Giants in this one. I have no faith in the Saints. I've got this game 23 to 21. I've got DeVito leading a late drive again for a field goal at the buzzer is what I've got. And I hope I hope Daniel Jones gets replaced. I hope Tommy DeVito starts for them next year and I hope Tommy DeVito's I think it's more fun. I don't like I don't think Daniel Jones is great. I hope DeVito does does something great. All right, Kyle, we can move on. I don't think Daniel Jones is great, but I don't I really don't think there's a chance that Tommy DeVito gets it over him. He'd have to like get into the divisional round at least and like play very well. Uh, but cuz Daniel mean, Jones isn't much, but I mean he is better than DeVito at least. Yeah, I mean he he can run. That's cool. But I mean I just I mean DeVito, I truly I did not think DeVito was going to win a game. I, mean, I didn't think I didn't think Jones it was going to win a game up. either. The offensive line has improved. Like that's that's the saving grace. I mean, Devito's doing just enough, just enough. Yeah, he's completing passes, not making stupid mistakes, and not turning the ball over. I mean, that's what Daniel Jones did two years ago, and we'll see. If, obviously, we'll see if he can continue to kind of do something along those lines. But I I hope Devito starts for you guys next year. I think that'd be more fun. Game of the week candidate here: Falcons at Panthers. Falcons are a three-point favorite on the only, road. Only by three? Uh, I understand it's on the three. road, but geez. Divisional game. Uh, it was a similar line last week, I think, even with the – because it was Saints-Panthers last week, right? Yeah. Or the Bucks-Panthers last week. I don't know. But, but they've all Bucks been similar lines. Bucks-Panthers a few weeks it ago. It was Saints. It was Saints. Last week was Saints-Panthers. Yeah, they've been giving the Panthers very favorable lines. For whatever reason, I guess because of the divisional matchup. Um, it was five and a half last week. Nothing crazy, which you would expect. You know, I and said game a- of the week candidate. I said game of the week candidate. I think it's going to be a game of the week score, fourteen to eight. Panthers. No, <laughs> I got to go Falcons. I was, I was going to say Falcons. I got to say Falcons. I can't see the Panthers winning, but fourteen to eight. Alrighty, Timmy. What about you? It takes a strong man, but I'm going to do what Kyle couldn't. I'm taking the Panthers, getting them to two wins. It's just going to be great to see Arthur Smith, his, his face, if they lose. So uh, I got it 13 to 10. That I can't pick the Panthers to score more than 13. So that's where they're getting. The Falcons are going to look bad on offense. It's just going to come true. I've got Atlanta 20 to 12. I don't think it's going to be great. I think it's I think Atlanta's now gonna overtake the division again because they're gonna have they're gonna have sole possession of first place. It's gonna be cute. It's gonna be fun. I feel like we're going I feel like Atlanta's gonna get in the playoffs and then Dallas is gonna go to Atlanta. And that place and is and Bijan's and Bijan's gonna do something crazy, like have like some crazy play and the Cowboys are going to walk all over them. If Dallas gets Atlanta in the first round, it's going to be a replay of the Thursday night game, like tonight's game. So it'll be 42 and a half or something like that. It'll, it'll be, be a replay of week one, 40 to nothing. <laughs> Before I uh, read off this game, is CJ Stroud playing? Does I don't believe know? so. Don't Everybody believe says they're leaning towards Davis Mills right now. They haven't ruled him out yet, but 
it's concussion protocol. They like to take the week, especially with the NFL kind of cracking down on it. Yeah, for sure. Well, the Titans are favored by three at home. I have no feel for this game at all, especially coming off that Monday night game with the Titans. Uh, you never know. They can be explosive. They can be anemic. Seems like it can go both ways. Um, Davis Mills, I don't really think he's a terrible quarterback. I think like that's someone I'd want in a spot for a backup as a, you know, if you're fighting for a playoff spot in a divisional game, I think Davis Mills is okay enough to win. What do you guys think about this game? <sighs> well, I, I have more faith in the cohesiveness of the Titans. I think the Texans absolutely could win this game. That's definitely on the table, but Titans are coming off a high. Titans are playing well. Uh, They're coached well, and they're not a team that seems to play up or down to their competition. They kind of just play football, and they try to play football as well as possible, and that's the thing that Vrabel instills in teams, and I think that's going to continue. I've got them 23-20 to right now. If if Stroud is playing, I have the Houston Texans winning the game 27-23. So the, I had the Titans scoring 23 regardless. I just think Stroud gets the Texans to 27 with Mills. I think they lose in 20. Did the Raiders score again or something? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. your face, your face looked like that. I was like, that's been the face you've made every time the Raiders have scored. And I was like, did they score again? They're already out of the half. They it's just still hurried it up. So. I was gonna say they hurried <laughs> it up just to get them out of the half. Took the opening kickoff back for six. Uh, I think with Davis Mills, there's no chance that the Texans win. And I don't even know if their offense is gonna be able to like move the ball tank Dell is out you know he's done for the season that's a huge blow yeah. um nico collins might not play as well so dalton that's also schultz a huge deal that is a true dalton yep. schultz is also schultz. it's just kind of like without all these weapons and you're relying on a really long necked quarterback to go out there and get you he's got i don't know long... he's got himself a giraffe yeah exactly <laughs> He's got to wear, like, a long helmet to be actually protected here. But I, I don't think so. So I think Titans are going to roll. I got a 21-9. to 21-9, to that's fair. Can you be whatever, like, the giraffe equivalent to a centaur is, I guess? Um, look, before you guys mention all the other injuries with Dalton Schultz, Nico Collins, because it does say Stroud's status is up in the air. I was going to do a first. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I've done this before, but it might be a first. I was going to pick a 2020 tie. Uh, that I know way. you've done it before. You picked a No tie. surprise there. No surprise <laughs> there. Um, that sounds like something I would do. Uh, but I'm going to lean Titans now that I hear about all these injuries to the Texas weapons. We'll say 22. 22 to 10. These are some really atrocious games in the early window. I can't lie. Yeah, one of the better I'm games. Get is... a little better. Go on, go. Next, it's Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins are is that a nine or an eight? That's a nine and a half point favorite. The Dolphins are. Uh, I do think it's supposed to be terrible weather in Miami. It's supposed to be rainy. Uh, the Jets defense shows up, especially against pass defense. I mean, we saw 
the Dolphins kind of tear them up on Black Friday. This will be Zach Wilson instead of Tim Boyle. However you feel about that, Zach Wilson coming off what could be the best game of his career. So maybe that's a good thing. Uh, how do you guys feel about this game in particular? As of right now, it's the forecast is rain leading up to 1 o'clock, and then it's sunny. And then lean, it leans into windy to into sunny. Um, but it's Florida, which means at any time you can have flash rain warnings. I've, I've lived there. It's one of the, it's so odd. You're just chilling. It rains downpours for 15 and then it just becomes sunny again. So especially with rain in the forecast, that could absolutely happen. Make the game a little bit more mucky. Uh, I've got the Dolphins definitely winning the game. I don't think Zach Wilson can have back-to-back great performances. <laughs> but uh, it's not. I think this game's not going to be clean, especially if Tyree Kill doesn't play. I think the Jets definitely have the ability to cover. I've got this game more so along the lines of like 26 to 19. I don't love the Dolphins. And also, we were talking about the Ravens. I don't, I, with the Dolphins losing now, there's no reason why the Ravens shouldn't be the one seed. They just have to be, they legitimately just have to beat the Dolphins. They now can lose to the 49ers. And still have a chance at the one seed. Like, they just have to beat the Dolphins, essentially, and they're pretty much the one seed. That's about that. So, is this year setting up beautiful for the Ravens. But the last time they got a bye, they didn't make it out of the divisional. So, we'll see. 26-19, to 19, I've got it. That does sound like a pretty good game from Zach Wilson, though. Unless you got a, like, a defensive uh, touchdown in here. I've got... So I've got like a either a fumble that puts him in plus territory or a pick that puts him in like good territory. I think that I think the defense may even turn him over twice. I think it's going to be a sloppier game from Miami, and so it's going to look closer than what it feels offensively. Kind of like how the first half did until that uh, interception six, I believe. Yeah, interception six it was. Cause it was like 10 to seven or 10 to six. It was like a weird game that snap felt kind of close, but it really wasn't close at all. If you watch the game, how their first one was and then the second half was just weird. So I think it's going to be another weird ish game. I got a 26, 19 dolphins. I completely agree with the jets defense kind of either getting turnovers or just playing well, well enough. I'm taking the jets hey. for no reason. For no Love reason, it. I got it. For, I hope. I, I'm I'm hoping Tyreek doesn't play for fantasy. Obviously, I hope he plays because I want him to win MVP. I want him to go off. Um, but it, it would be great if he sat this one out and just got healthy for next week, uh, so he could go off even more. But um, I got it 14 to 13. Sloppy game, like you said. I think it's going to be rainy, and from what I've heard, it's going to be windy. So that's yeah, it's like 17 mile an hour winds from what I yeah that's. That's when it starts getting like a problem uh, for football. Yeah, we'll see Anything if Tua's like arm can so. cut the elements. Yeah, and especially if, if Tyreek's not there, I don't know. Don't love it. Jets defense is pretty solid. So if if this is a weather game, I could totally see it just being a super low scoring game, fourteen to thirteen. If that it is, and then their defense gets them into plus territory, just punch two in. Boom. It definitely has potential for a punt fest. 
Uh, I'm going to roll with the Dolphins, even though I'm very disappointed in them. I mean, I wasn't taking them seriously as a contender to begin with, but I at least thought they could beat Tennessee. I mean, come on. They give you a spot where you're a heavy favorite on Monday night, good weather. Yeah, Tyreek goes down early, but then like he makes his MVP case by being out of the game because Tua and that offense just looked completely different. Um, Raiders have the ball to see. Do they? Yeah. On the Chargers 18? Chargers 18. There we go. Hopefully we get some 50. Hopefully they score and then go for two and make it 50-0. And then they fire Staley on the sidelines and just say, get out of here. We'll take care of the rest. Like, Listen, just go we had... We yourself a hot dog, kid. Oh, my God. Why can't I remember his name right now? He was good to retire at half. Corner for the Colts. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's his Vernon name? Davis. Yes. Uh, was it? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, wait. Um... It was, a, it was a corner. It was he was on the Bills. It's something. Oh, Davis it was the bot. It was the Bills. Uh, uh, oh man. Anyways, go on. I'll get the name here in just a second. But yeah, I think we should just fire Staley at half. Is or fire him right now. Uh, I'm gonna go with twenty-one ten Dolphins to wrap it up. Here. Vontae Davis. There we go. Vontae Davis, not Vernon Davis. There we go. I knew it was a Vontae beat. Davis. Yes, there we go. Vontae Davis just called it quits at half. He's like, yeah, I'm not going out there. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, just and going into to battle? I thought for sure. I thought for sure he was going to, like, come back and just, like, play with a different team. But, no, he stuck to his guns and was done after that game. Like, <laughs> something about so that funny. game just rubbed him the wrong way. He couldn't ah, finish. I ain't, I got it in me anymore, boys. I'm hanging him up. <laughs> what? Some might call him Vontae Matten. <laughs> absolutely that is a goldy so, thing to do here are some of the uh more interesting i guess starting with that dolphins jets game that is one of the more interesting games in the one o'clock window but to mm-hmm. me this is the game of the one o'clock window right here bears at browns i think this is going to be a fantastic game browns are a two and a half point favorite did they score no, it's just funny that this is the game of this. I, no, you're right. This is. I actually like this game. It's just funny that the Bears Browns like hearing it sounds gross, but then you actually think about it and you're like, oh, it's actually it should be a fun game. Actually, it sounds so, like the 1950s. Bears, yeah, Browns. that's what um, it sounds like. It's oh, the yeah, Browns at home. Did they? <laughs> yeah. <it> was- <laughs> There we go, 48. They got to go for two? They lining up for two to make it a buck, just a straight 50? No, no, they're still celebrating. I don't know quite yet. Uh, it was jo- oh, Jacoby Myers threw a touchdown to Devontae Adams. We're just having a That's ball disrespect. out here. That's We're disrespect. having a ball. That's what I need, baby. Let's go, Devontae. <laughs> oh, Staley. man. If Brandon Staley isn't fired on Tuesday, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> Tuesday, He's going to be fired tonight. He's going to be fired tonight. <laughs> oh, man. You can't lose 40. He's now 48 nothing. How much How much time Aiden is left O'Connell. in the third quarter? 10 minutes and 42 seconds, Kyle. Don't you that worry. That was their We've opening drive. They got the kickoff. 60 is live. Like, 60 is easy for them at this point. Well, Jacoby Myers throwing touchdowns? Yeah, it is definitely live. The record is live. Oh man, this is beautiful sight right now. Let's let's get to Chicago, Cleveland, and then we'll keep updating you guys what you've already <laughs> seen. But as you watch it, you can just see our live reaction to a game that you guys have already now witnessed. But go on. I'm gonna go with the Browns. I'm gonna say twenty-two to sixteen. 
Browns. But I do think the Bears are going to put up a hell of a fight in this game. They now have playoff thoughts. I mean, they, their record's creeping up there. Uh, I do think Justin Fields can give them some problems being a mobile quarterback. So I'm very interested in this matchup in general. Would not be surprised to see the Bears outright win. But again, Browns at home, that's tough. You got Joe Flacco, the god, as he as he seems to be now. Like he's just on the his whole Blizzard. comeback tour. So yeah, 22-16, Cleveland. Oh man. Okay, Timmy, you go next. I am full upsets this week. Give me the Bears. I love it. I, for the exact reason Kyle said I could see it happening is I think Justin Fields is going to go wild here. Not wild enough, but I think he's just going to run a lot. Like, I, I think you can – I might want to put a bet on, like, over 100 rushing yards. He's just – he's that guy. That would so. be wild. It would be wild, but he scrambles a lot. And if if DJ Moore, if all the, his, his receivers are locked up downfield, he's going to run. And if he runs – 15 times, which isn't unreasonable for Justin Fields, easily could get over 100. So um, give me the Bears. Kind of lower scoring. I have it 20 to 10, but I think Justin Fields is this offense, two total touchdowns, and they're going to be rolling. They're going to be like playoff caliber, and it's going to be weird because they could actually make the playoffs and have the number one pick this year. Yes. Dream scenario. Okay, so... This game's tripped me up. Part of me wants to go with the Joe Flacco experience, but then the other part wants me to go with Justin Fields. This... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean Justin Fields. I need to. These are some of the games that I can pick a different from Kyle to try to get back in the standings too. But I do also believe that the Bears can get a win. But I do think it's gonna. I think this game's going to be a random high-scoring game if it does get to that. It's going to be just one of those random games. I got it 31-28, and I've got it fun. Mm. It's going to just be a fun game. Justin Fields is going to get out early, and then Joe Flacco is going to turn on his Joe Flacco like 2013 playoff run cape, but Justin Fields is going to do enough. And this is a game we're going to start saying, should the afterwards people are going to be talking about, should the – uh, Bears actually trade the first overall pick and not trade Fields. Well, another one you can pick opposite of me. Uh, Chiefs at the Patriots. Patriots are an eight and a half point underdog. Oh wow, uh, seventy five yard tutty for the Chargers. Good for them. Did they? Oh man, come on, that's not fun at all. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. Uh, yeah, on the say, kickoff return. Wait, what? No, Josh Palmer just got a 75-yard no, yeah. tutty. That's it was more than that, 79. Oh, 79, my bad. Oh. Uh, I was looking at the biggest blowouts. I think the biggest one of all time is 73 to nothing. Bears in 1940, they shut out the Redskins. But I think like modern mm-hmm. day, it might be the Patriots one. You'll remember this one over the Titans in the snow game. 59. When they won 59-0. That was a fun one. But oh, I was kind of hoping for zero. 73-0 in, in 1940. That is a tough game. Now I'm rooting but, for a, now I'm rooting for a Chargers comeback where Staley saves his job all in the same night. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, but no. 49-49 going into OT. Uh yes, Chiefs Pats eight and a half point favorite the Chiefs are. I'm just going to keep it simple. 24-16 Pats cover, but they lose. Belichick gives Pat Mahomes problems. 
we're going to see that again, but the Pats won't have enough unless Bailey Zappi turns into the Bailey Zappi of Thursday night football. So, All right, Timmy, you go. I got a 21-10 Chiefs. Um, this is like kind of a bounce-back game. I think their offense can kind of maybe turn it around and show us that they are the Chiefs. Um, but I think for the most part, this game will be like 14-7 to for a long time. And then the Pats make it 14-10, and then like they just get a go-ahead score and make it 21-10. to So I'm taking the Chiefs. So this is going to be one of two things for me. I've got a 22-17 Chiefs. I actually, I think that the Patriots defense is going to make it tough. But also the Chiefs could be a team that come out, show their championship pedigree, and come out upset and win like 38-10. to 10. I don't see that because I don't see, I just can't imagine them putting up 38 right now with the way the receivers are playing, with the way, especially if Pacheco doesn't play. But obviously like with my Doesn't own, look like he's playing. Yeah, and obviously, but obviously with Mahomes, anything is possible. Not that they're not able to put up, and but I got a twenty-two seventeen. This is actually really interesting right now. Vince Carter's Raiders... favorite dunk is a uh, is the one over Alonzo Mourning. This is a so random like off. <laughs> this is so random. But I'm watching the uh, Mavericks versus the uh, Timberwolves right now on the screen, checking in, and I was just while well, uh, Vince Carter's on the telecast is Quentin Richardson. Uh, doing their thing and they're doing top five favorite dunks. So, mm. and all of and all of these actually, I love a lot of these Vince Carter dunks. That's a fun telecast when they do that players only telecast. Yeah. Like that's that's actually really fun. What's the score to that game, by the way? Um, last I knew it was really close. I know the Mavs got up early and then uh, they're just it's just them on the screen right now because mm. I think it's a commercial. I'll update you when I see it. Sure, sure. Uh, next we got Commanders at Rams. Rams are a six and a half point favorite. I think this is going to be high scoring. I got the Rams 35 to 30 over the commanders in a shootout. Timmy, you go. I also think this is a pretty, uh, we're doing commanders Rams. Yes. Right. Okay. Sorry. I've just lost, lost it for some reason. I'm looking at Cardinals Niners, but I think this is higher scoring. I don't know what the over under is on this game. I think it's like 49, but. 50 and a half right now. 50 and a half. Okay. I think they're going to get up there. I have it. Uh, Rams win 30 to 24. The commanders can, can play, but they can't win is the thing. So I think they kind of hang with them, but the Rams are the better team. I've got this 32, 24. You might see the first time this year that they both got, I think dual one hundreds between Puka and Cooper cup. I don't think they've done that yet this year. Cause I think Cooper cup, First went over 100 last week, and I don't know if Puka hit it, but I think they could go dual 100s this week, uh, 32-24 Rams. And it's 89-84. Uh, the Timberwolves are now up. Time. Time in the game. Uh, 10.48 left. Good to know. Good to know. Niners at Cardinals. Niners are a 12.5-point favorite. I think the Niners get to 31, and I think the Cardinals get to 20. 31-20, Niners. They're in peak form right now. Oh, what was the spread on that again, sorry? Uh, 12 and a half. 12 and a half, thank you. And Timmy, you're good. Completely on board. I have it 31 to 17, so we expect the exact same thing, just one field goal different. Um, yeah, not much to say. It's the 49ers and it's the Cardinals. 
I have a 34 to 20. So I have a rough around that same exact uh, 49ers. They're rolling, looking good. Uh, there's not really much too much else to say. These last three games, along with the Browns and Bears that I mentioned, maybe along with the Packers and Bucks, I think that's your uh, top five games here. Uh, this in particular being the game of the week. Of course, I'm talking about the Cowboys at the Bills. The Bills are still fighting for the playoff lives. Bills are favored by one and a half. I think that's against the crazy. Cowboys. You think it's crazy that they're favored? I do. They're at home. I don't, tell us, tell I, us I, why. I understand. I understand they're at home, but the Cowboys have proven that they should be at least favored in this game. But I mean, the Bills beat the Bills played bad and beat the Chiefs. Otherwise, what have they really done since the Dolphins win? They haven't really done anything. I don't understand. I don't know why they're favored to me. I think the I, I don't think it should be like the Cowboys by like six and a half or anything, but like the Cowboys by one and a half, I would I don't I think that it I should be mad I think that. the Cowboys I think the Cowboys have earned the right the way they've played, especially coming off a twenty point win over the Eagles. I understand that was at home, but a twenty point win over the Eagles, I think they should be favored. I think it's I don't think the Bills have done anything crazy this year. They beat they beat the Chiefs playing bad for three quarters. Obviously, they played well to start, but afterwards, they didn't play. They tried to lose that game, as we've talked about last week, but our last pod. I just don't think they I should do. be favored in this game. What's the score you got? Score I've got, I've got this game uh, 28 to 22 Dallas. I just think they're a better team. I agree. Overall, they're probably the better team. Uh, I could see it like that. Dallas point and a half makes more sense to me as a line. I'm not necessarily mad at the line with the Bills. The Bills have a true home field advantage, which I don't think many teams do anymore. But I think the Bills Bills could win this game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make it seem like the Bills. There's no way. There's no way they could win this game. I just think that going in that Dallas has earned the respect to be favored in this game. That's just my personal. I agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, I do think they're factoring in, though, that the Bills are on a bit of a streak here. I mean, if you factor in the Eagles game, um, mm. I mean, of course they lost that game, but I mean, they definitely play well enough against the top contenders. They'll be as desperate as possible here. Uh, and it's at home. Really, this is the bills win this game. They should get in. They really should. Uh, Cause after that, it will really be that dolphins game in week 18. That'll, that'll really decide it. I'm rolling with the bills here. I do think the Cowboys have a bit of a letdown. We've seen that trend here with like those big games. Um, I'm going to pick the same score as Keenan did, just reverse the team. So 28-22, Bills. I think this game is going to be an offensive shootout. Um, I think what's going to happen is what we saw kind of like with the Seahawks, where Seahawks offense started rolling and then the Cowboys defense didn't really do much to stop it. Uh, I'm also going with the Bills. I got it 31-27. I think we're just going to see a lot of scores, not a lot of drives that don't have points. You said Bills 31-27? Correct. It's going to be decent weather, too. It's going to be like 50 degrees. So part of me wants to boost that score for the Cowboys, but I'm going to keep it 28-22. Reverse that shit. Um, The next we have the Ravens going to Jacksonville as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Keenan, as you said, everything here is on the table for the Ravens. Um, I think they're much more trustworthy than the Jaguars. Like, I keep refusing to put the Jaguars in the upper echelon of teams just because I feel like 
they're the same team as last year, which is talented but flawed. You know, they'll turn the ball over. They'll not score when they should. <laughs> Weirdly, I have this feeling that they're just going to beat the Ravens. I have no clue why. It just seems like it would just be on brand with this season. Uh, again, it's all on the table. Like this, if the Ravens win, let's say the Ravens won 28-14, or let's say the Ravens won on a late drive, Lamar leads them down, gets a Justin Tucker field goal. That would be something we could say like, hey, the Ravens are for sure the number one team now. They proved it. They went toe-to-toe with a who I don't think is an elite team, but a very good team at the least, you know, for sure. Um, I really don't know where to go here. My heart is telling me to pick the Jacks. And I don't even really like this team, especially in comparison to the Ravens. But my heart is telling me to pick the Jacks. I want to hear what y'all have to say. I've got the Ravens 30 to 20. I don't think that... That's the statement game. I I think this is a statement game. I I feel like this is a game they need to win so they can play around with that 49ers game. Not that not that they should try to play around. Like obviously you go to win every game and speaking of a statement win, the team that everyone would view right now is probably the most complete and best team in the NFL, if not one of the two. I know people still like the Cowboys. Some people still probably have faith in the Eagles, but at least one of the two most complete teams in the league in the 49ers. If you go to San Fran and you win that, we're going to look at you like, yeah, you can win the Super Bowl this year for sure. But you don't want to put yourself in a situation to where a team like the Chiefs could sneak up and get a one seed because obviously the Chiefs have a light schedule. They could definitely win out, get the 12 wins. If you lose to this, the 49ers, and lose to the Jags, and you get the 12 wins, they get the tiebreaker there because of, uh, obviously, I think it's the conference record or whatnot, whatever it is. I, but I believe right now they would hold the tiebreaker. But I am I think the Ravens are for real, and I have them winning this game against the Jags. I think it's fair to say that the Ravens are the better team. Um, but I also get the feeling that Kyle gets that the Jags can win this game. Listen, I'm not going to pick so them. Cr- I'm not going to so go full underdog this week. Um, but I've got it close. Uh, I got it uh, Ravens 24 to 21. I completely agree with you, Keenan. I do think the Ravens are for real. I just think in a season where we don't even know who the MVP is at this point in the season, um, it would be totally on brand for the Ravens to just lose this game. Where we're all going to be Absolutely. like, Hey, this is the one, like, this is the one, like whatever happens in the Niners game, just go and be a, a rising team. Who's definitely talented, who definitely has the ability to make it to the AFC championship game mm-hmm. in the Jaguars. I don't believe they will, but they have the ability. Um, like I think next year is the year for them as well as the lions to use that comparison. But this year, man, the Ravens just seem like they really need that stamp win. You could say the Rams one last week was because the Rams are going to be in the playoff picture, but this would be the one against a fellow AFC team. They I'm they need that end of the season stampish style they win. Do. Like they, like they had the Lions the early, like and obviously like that was like a that was a more that'd so like their, wake up that'd like be their early season up. stamp. That'd be yep. their early and, season stamp, and this one should be their late season stamp and. The way you laid it out, Keenan, 30 to 20, that's like perfect. I could completely see that. But this season makes no fucking sense at all. Like no sense at all. Yep. 
I'm picking the Jags. Literally no reason other than, like, that's just the way the season's going. The Ravens should win this game. They're the better team. They're the more disciplined team. But the Jags, I guess, are going to win this game 24-23 to at home. Yep. The season doesn't make any sense in the slightest, so that's completely within the realm of possibility. Absolutely. The only thing I could not see in this game is a, a Jags blowout. So one outcome I couldn't see. Every other outcome, a Ravens blowout, a Ravens close win, a Jags close win, even a Jags like decisive eight to ten point win I could see. Just the Ravens just not showing up. But like this is their statement game. This is the game you state you beat the Jags handily, you play the 49ers close, you take care of the one seed. That's how this season goes. No one's going to look at you twice for if you play this 49ers close, especially in San Fran on a more neutral site. I know it's Vegas, I believe this year, right? Yeah, it's Vegas, which is close to San Fran. So maybe they'll have a little bit of a home field advantage. But um, regardless, Ravens fans, there are all there. We do have Ravens fans over, so they'll travel. But this is this is the statement game. This is the one against a very good AFC, one of the very good AFC teams. Close the book. We're better than you. Should absolutely be. Uh, last game we have Monday night. Good one. Eagles traveling to Seattle. They are favored by three points on the road. Uh, I think this is going to be a good one. What you What do you guys think about this game? Every bit of me wants to pick the Seahawks in this game. Every bit of me wants to pick the Seahawks in this game. And it just comes it comes down to the fact that I just don't think the Eagles right now are right. They don't like health wise. They're heading to you're speaking of true home advantages with the Bills, this is a true home field advantage in Seattle. Like Seattle's mm-hmm. a legitimate home field advantage place. But I don't Both, man. G- yeah, I was gonna say Gino didn't play last week. He maybe he could have pushed it. Maybe they were looking ahead to this game, possibly. Like a, we could possibly sneak one out here. I don't know. Um, I'm going to lean Philly just because they are the better team. And it's tough losing three in a row. I know the 49ers did, and they seem like they're okay. But this late in the season, losing three in a row doesn't usually bode well for people trying to go back to a Super Bowl, get to the deep in the playoffs. I've got Philly in a 27-24 game, but I want to go with the Seahawks. I really do. I just think that Philly, I do think that Philly is going to be able to pull it out, but a lot of me thinks that the Seahawks can get this one. I think the Eagles are going to pull this one out. I think it's going to be by more points um, than just three. I think they're going to kind of dominate this game. Um, this They need to get this game, and they need to like oh, yeah. show us that they are still an offensive team. Um, the last few weeks, we haven't really seen it. Um, and then a lot of the wins this year, they we haven't seen like big games. So I got it 24 to 14. I just want them to kind of dominate this game by the way. <clears throat> never never not five, have the if, lead. If Dallas wins and they lose, they're the five seed. Just complete change of events of where we felt like three weeks ago when we were like, yeah, there's no way they're not like even probably the one seed. That's Aren't they crazy. the five seed right now? No, Dallas, they have a better um, divisional. I think they have like a better conference record than Dallas because the head-to-head's won. 
So I think I right now I believe they are the two and Dallas is the five off of tiebreakers. So like because yeah, I mean, like the, sorry, I was just saying ahead, Philly has to Philly either has to lose to the Giants or a game and Dallas has to win out. Like Dallas yeah. can afford to lose one if they lose to the Giants because then it goes to divisional and they'd be obviously four and two and the Giant and the Cowboys would take care of business against the Commanders. I would assume and be five and one. So that's the only way I think. But right now, I believe Philly's right. the two. I'll fact. I just, it. just googled it because I was pretty sure the Cowboys are two. They are two. They are two. They're number I one in the NFC East. I don't know what it is. If it's divisional record, I think it goes divisional record, then conference record, then strength of schedule. Oh, but it might not it's... do the conference record thing. It might just go. To strength okay, of so schedule. what I think it is right now, I think they are the two, but they would probably end. They would end at the five. I believe that is because they have because it goes conference record next, and if the uh, Eagles win out, they'd only have two conference losses to Dallas's three. But right now, because Dallas has played five divisional games, they're four and one. The Eagles have only played four; they're three and one. Dallas technically has the better conf- the divisional record, but they would end at if all both teams won out, Philly would end at the better. Yes, okay, that makes sense. Sorry, I completely agree with you guys. No, you guys are good. I completely agree with you guys. The Eagles absolutely need this game. Uh, they're the more talented team, obviously, on both sides of the ball, even though this defense isn't performing well. Uh, seems like a get-right spot for them, honestly. You know, uh, yes. This line has moved down in Seattle's favor, but mm-hmm. it seems like after the back-to-back losses, after that Bills game where maybe they should have lost, after that Chiefs game where maybe they should have lost, that they just get one right here. But I'm rolling with the Seahawks. Eagles lose three straight, 24-20, Hawks. Uh, to me, this is a playoff game. I alluded to it last week. I think they held Geno out just so they could put all their eggs in the basket for this game. They're going to load up. Like we said, they have a true home field advantage here. Uh, it's the home field advantage in the NFL. You don't get any better home field advantage than in Seattle. Uh, I think you're catching Philly at the right time when they are kind of reeling. Um I don't I'm not really worried about Philly long term, really only against the Cowboys. And when it comes to just getting to that NFC championship, I think if they face the Lions in the playoffs or anybody else, really, I think they're okay. Granted, the way they look right now, I mean, you know, the Rams maybe could pick them apart, teams like that, you know, but I'm not particularly worried. But I got the Seahawks in this game for sure, by virtue of home field advantage, by virtue of this being a playoff game for Pete, for Geno. Uh, their experience in this position. Uh, hopefully, DK Metcalf can not be Draymond Green and stay in the game. So, you know, they can, they can get their passing attack looking like how it was against the Cowboys. <laughs> they should be okay. Uh, just to allude to Draymond Green, I want to get this in real quick. I saw something earlier somewhere that Nick Young said, and then I thought about it after he said it. I'm like, kind of makes sense. He said that Draymond targets European players when it comes to these situations. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, Sabonis, Steven Adams, uh, Nurkic the other night. Uh, I'm sure the list goes on and on. Gobert. Yeah, Gobert. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they all seem to be European players. So he's on to something there. European, Jordan Poole, LeBron. Could be more than a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Didn't he do something to Serge Ibaka too, like a while back? Possibly. I mean, he's not yeah. European, but like, you know, he thought international. Name, he thought it was... He thought it was Jordan Poole. Is what he thought it was. <laughs> he thought it was your LeBron James. <laughs> He's like, what? What, what is what's this guy? This is What's LeBron Hamid say? <laughs> oh, LeBron Hamid. 
And now he's all uh, about LeBron. He's he's team clutch. So yeah. So I do have a quick just check in question. You kind of answered it, but I was wanted to make sure. Um, mm-hmm. you have the Eagles losing three in a row. Are you worried mm-hmm. about them as your Super Bowl pick? As my Super Bowl pick, yes, I would today. I mean, come on, it's got to be the Niners. Um, okay, I'm very much, I'm very much rooting for either Eagles Niners or Cowboys Niners. I do feel like the Cowboys, if they played their absolute best, could put the fear of God into the Niners. I would have to see it to believe it, as far as them beating yeah. the Niners. But uh, yeah, I mean, as good of a chance as I thought the Eagles had, which was a fifty-fifty chance to beat the Niners, I would say. I'd say the Cowboys are at something like 45-55 to me. To, and, to be uh, honest with could, you, that could increase given how how they play against Buffalo, how they play sure. to close out cuz they got a tough schedule. They still got the Lions, they still got the Dolphins in Miami. So mm-hmm. Dallas still has stuff to prove, but they're doing the right things. We keep alluding to this against all the teams they're supposed to be, they're beating. Uh they're beating soundly. Uh they beat the Eagles at home when they were supposed to. Now it's, you know, can you beat the bill they don't necessarily need the bills game but you know can you beat the bills put up a good game in buffalo can you beat the dolphins can you beat the lions can you do it in the playoffs can you not have cowboy can you not break cowboys fans hearts again and again mm-hmm. and again we'll see i hope uh, to me for me personally i hope that the cowboys do get to the nfc championship game and i hope that they have to go to san fran i think if they had to beat their demon because they, that's what they've the 49ers have been. They've knocked them out of the playoffs twice. I think they beat them four times over the last like four years. Like it, I'd they say the ha- has not in general the demon. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's been it's been terrible with them. I would love if Dak got that opportunity. Maybe MVP Dak gets Dallas to the NFC Championship game for the first time in 26, 27 years, and heads over to San Fran to go see Brock Purdy and the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm hoping for as of right now, because I think that would be phenomenal television. That would be phenomenal. I hope, I hope that that happens, but um, I do. I am concerned about the Eagles a hundred percent though. I just, I just think it's a health thing right now and they just don't feel right. I mean, also they've, the same way the Chiefs lost Eric Bieniemy, they lost Steichen, they lost multiple coaches over there. And when you have such, and clearly we're seeing how Steichen's doing in Indy. I can't think of the other coach right now that they lost. Is actually coaching pretty well as well. Um, but they they lost legitimate coaches who are coaching well, and all of that was in one locker room. So like Sirianni, it's like Sirianni could go on a sick day, but when you have already like assistant coaches who are good head coaches you have so much there in your life. So I just think that they were so perfectly put together last season. And this year, it's just they're getting a little banged up. And Hurts' knee injury that I believe he sustained against the Jets, that's just lingering. And he's not the same exact player as he was as he was last season or even prior to that injury. So I just think the 49ers sure. and Cowboys would be perfect right now. But obviously, the Eagles could – they're good enough to where they can manage and find ways. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would say about the Eagles in comparison to the Chiefs is like the Chiefs really do seem devoid of offensive talent where the Eagles yep. still at least have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. You still got Swift in the backfield. You still got Hurts on short yardage situations. Mm-hmm. You still got Dallas Goddard. Uh, they might be in the running for Zach Ertz. I don't think anybody signed Ertz yet. Has he signed yet? No. Not so that who knows where he might go? Um, 
So I think, the Eagles, I think the Eagles, I, and I mentioned this last week, they can still just ugly up a game and just chew up. Yeah. They can have that eight-minute, 74-yard drive where you get seven at the end, and then, you know, it just puts – then you're playing catch-up if you're the other team. So they can still do that. They still have offensive mm-hmm. talent. Their defense is what's really going to hold them back, I believe. But, hey, if you can sum it up for three weeks, in their case, to get to the Super Bowl, they have the talent to do it, uh, especially, like, their offense can hide it. But like you said, if Hurts continues to just, like, linger on like this and not play as well and, you know, seems hampered, they could get caught. And they look like they're going to get caught. But, I mean, we do this every year. There's always that team that, you know, is a Super Bowl favorite or looks like they're a contender that kind of stalls towards the end. And then you get to playoff time and, you know, they turn it up. But, again, like I said, their defense does not look great at all. So might not even matter what the offense does. All right, I got one question for you guys, and then we can uh, go on in separate ways. Uh, Timmy, answering uh, same question for both of you. You answer first. Which one of the ASC seven and six teams do you find the most dangerous? You can go two, because I know there's like six or seven of them. I can name them off if you don't remember all of them offhand. I was just about to say, I'm, I was going to have to look them all up. So if you want to So them. you've got the Buffalo Bills. The Denver Broncos, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Houston Texans, all at seven and six teams. Out of those six, which two do you think are the most dangerous in the playoffs? Um, honorable mention to the Bengals and the Colts, but the two most dangerous are definitely the Broncos and the Bills. The most dangerous is the Bills, um, just because their offense could just explode and put up 48. We've seen it plenty of times. Um, and I mean, Kyle's been saying it for a weird, or sorry, for a long time. If I'm any playoff team, I would hate to see the bills in the first round of the playoffs. So definitely the bills and the Broncos. Okay. Kyle, how about you? Yeah. I mean, I've been saying it for a few weeks that it's both the bills and the Broncos. Um, the Broncos are in a weird spot. Cause I think there's a few tiebreakers with them. So this, I mean, we'll find out very quickly with this lions game how the rest of their season will look, especially like we said, they got an easy schedule. So if they can still get in with tiebreakers, definitely the Broncos. Because uh, as it shakes out right now, the Steelers and the Colts are ahead of them, right? It's yes. like Steelers, Colts, Broncos, then the Bills somewhere. Uh, I obviously got the Bills winning. The Bills are for sure the most dangerous. I think if they get in, I mean, they're like, they're live to make it to the Super Bowl. I really do believe that. Um, I think you'd have to be, you'd have to fear them more than the Dolphins. You'd have to almost fear them more than the Chiefs, depending. I mean, they kind of played each other to a draw, but they definitely have better weapons. Um, so for sure, the Bills, and then I would pick the Broncos as well. Um, so I would have the Bills. I actually would have the Bengals over the Broncos, personally. I think... Uh, I don't know about Browning. Um, I, that defense, too, I don't know about. I like their defense. I pers- I think their defense, they've been opportunistic, and they've played in big situations and big games before. I think they just know how – I think they know exactly who – I'm not that the Broncos don't, but I'm just saying I think even with Browning, they know exactly who they are, how they can win games, and Browning's just been completing a high percentage of passes. I actually like their talent a little bit more than I like the Broncos, but I completely understand why you guys go Broncos for sure, 100%. I understand that. Just because you trust, obviously, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton a little bit more than – Zach Taylor with Jake Browning rather than with Joe Burrow. But I lean the Bengals just a hair. I actually like how they're playing 
I like how they're playing a lot right now. And again, I think Joe Burrow's waking up every day, just like, why are you kidding me? Why did my hand so, get injured? Like this AFC is wide open. Like, so when I you do, easily so when you say it. dangerous, you're saying like if the Chiefs hypothetically get the Bengals in the playoffs, you like that matchup with the Bengals more so than the Broncos. Like you think they're you think they put the fear in and hiring teams more than the Broncos? Uh depending on the matchup. So I think that the Broncos might put more fear in the Chiefs, but I do think that the Bengals might put more fear in the Ravens. That kind of okay. thing. Okay. So I think I think I honestly think it's like neck and neck. I don't think it's like a blowing up, but like the I think the Bills put the fear in the Ravens and the Chiefs more than both teams. But I would say that like the Raven just the divisional aspect of both and then a team like the Jags, I might be I mean the Bengals just beat the Jags. Obviously I understand it's a it's an interesting I mean uh, Lawrence got injured late in that game, but they still played with the uh, Jags the entire game, and that was in Jacksonville. The game would be most likely in Jacksonville. So I think it's like they're right there. I think they just know Jamar Chase is scary. Joe Mixon can run, obviously. They just have more, like, live weapons. The And the Broncos are – obviously the Broncos are a cohesive team. Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. But you just have more pieces over in uh, – Cincinnati that can scare you more big time pieces. I think that can scare you in a playoff game. I hear that. I, the defense would be my hang up because I think they're ranked like twenty seventh in DVOA right now compared to the Broncos. Yeah. Like Tim said, like since the seventy thirty yeah. game, that defense has been pretty legit. Yeah. Um, and Russ. Has oh been yeah, well. absolutely. I mean, Russ is nothing to sneeze at in the postseason too. So that's where that's where I'd lean. But I mean, the Bengals. Yep. Hey, the Bengals do have more than a shot too. I mean, they got the tiebreakers that they're gonna have to deal with, but. Yeah. Yep. That was I would say that was the only other thing I was thinking of interesting wise. Um, I mean, if Raiders, you want to go Raiders touchdown. Let's go touchdown. up to fifty six. Uh, is third it still late still. third? Start of the fourth. Okay, they can fifty. They're at fifty six. The so they can get to easily. They can get 64. to sixty three. I mean, two touch two touchdowns of seventy. They've scored two touchdowns of seventy, so they can get there. They can get there for sure. And I'm going to do the same thing real quick in the NFC just now because I'm thinking about it. I don't want to be uh, – I want to go, go both conferences here. I'm going to name off like six teams, and then you can just tell me which one's the most dangerous. Um, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Packers, and then the NFC South. Hmm. Just There's they're, they're six, three, six, and seven teams. So just the NFC South – the Vikings, Packers, Seahawks, Rams. Give me two. <clears throat> um, I think we might all have the same two here. I'm going to go the Rams and the Packers. The Packers have played well. We've seen them play well in a lot of games. Um, we've also seen them play pretty poorly and lose like one score games. So they're yeah. like the, the second most dangerous, I would probably say, just because a lot of those teams just aren't really that dangerous in my mind. Um, yeah. And then I think – I think the Rams just showed us this week that they can do that to most teams. I think they can hang with a lot of teams offensively. Um, if their people are healthy, they got Kyron Williams, they got Cooper Cup, Puka, all them guys all, all rolling, they can easily score 30 points. Uh, well, maybe not easily, but they can definitely do it. Uh, so I would mm-hmm. definitely be scared looking at that offense, um, an offense that we've seen go to the Super Bowl before. Um, you could probably argue it might even be a better offense now. Um, just because uh, they can actually run the ball really well. Uh, yep. So, 
Yeah, had you asked me, had you asked me last week, I would have said definitively Rams and Packers. Now it would be the Rams and Packers slash Bucks slash Seahawks. Uh, especially since I got the Seahawks winning on Monday night. Uh, Packers, again, that loss just kind of scarred me. I really thought they should have won that going away. But again, that just seems to be how the season ebbs and flows as the hot team just loses. Um, so I give the Packers that edge. And I, I can't quit the Bucks, even though, you know, they have all that talent. They have all that pedigree. But they just can't seem to put two straight games together. Uh, so we'll really get our answer. I mean, we talked about it with this Bucks packers game. You lean the Packers a little bit. I pick the Bucks, but so in general, I'm probably leaning more Rams Packers like him. But yeah, I'll give it a three way tie with that second team between the Packers, between the Buccaneers, and between the Seahawks. Of course, if the Seahawks win on Monday, yeah, I agree with most of what you said, Kyle. I just don't have the Seahawks there right now. I um, I do have Rams are a definitive one. Then I have the Packers slash Bucks for me. Uh, I'd probably lean the Packers if you had me to choose one. Um, but the thing with the Rams is other than your top three, and this is even including the Lions, they probably, they go in to the game with the best coach quarterback combination. And in the playoffs, that matters. Not that what, what pick six. Let's go. They're up to 62. Let's go. Get him to 65. Get him to 70. Oh give him 63. get him to 70. Get him oh, to there 70. We there we go. Let's go. But um one yeah. Wait, they've done this on they've done this too with only like one turnover. That is nuts. I think that wasn't that their first turnover of the game. Oh no, they've they have got four four fumbles and a pick. Oh, they've I I haven't seen the fumbles. They four <laughs> They should Staley's... throw Brandon Staley. They should throw Brandon Staley to like the Vegas crowd, like mosh pissed out. Oh man, piece by piece, pull him apart and just start chucking him. That is <laughs> take the Chargers gear off and just go. That is hilarious. I love oh, it. But um, yeah. So like going in, you favor Sean McVay and Stafford over Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Obviously, you don't over McCarthy and Dak. You don't over Shanahan and Purdy. You don't over. But even like how playoff Dak and McCarthy are, I get what you're like, – I think you made a face at that, Kyle. I get where your face no, comes no, no, from. No, no, no. But, My face comes from I want a Rams-Lions matchup because that's the matchup of the trade. You know, that's the that's the Goff-Stafford trade matchup. So I would yeah. love to see that in a first-round matchup. Uh, Rams-Cowboys, I would probably fare with the Cowboys. But I would love to see the Lions face off with the yeah, Rams. Yeah, that would be that would be really interesting. But – um. But yeah, so for sure, a hundred percent, you have the better co- the coach quarterback, and not that that only is the only thing it comes down to. But late game, you're gonna trust Stafford more than you're gonna trust a lot of quarterbacks in the entire league, let alone the NFC. So I would think the Rams are most dangerous. They could win a, they could easily win a playoff game, easily win a playoff game. Like they just have to try to avoid the big three. Like, if they see the Lions, they could beat the Lions. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. All right. I think Brandon Staley's going to be staying in Vegas tonight. 
Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely he's drinking gonna, in Vegas. He's spending tonight. some time on the strip. Yeah, no shot. He's stepping on that plane. <laughs> if there's a place to get fired, it's Vegas. One of the places. So, anyways, but if you guys are good, then we're good. This was the uh, Warner Brothers podcast. Yep. This was Keenan. This was Kyle. This was Tim Cray. Uh, great episode, fellas. Great talking with you. Can't wait to review these games on Monday once again. Catch the Warner Brothers podcast on live take. Me at Castro, Keenan at Keenan Warner. We got to get Tim Gray on there soon. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. We've got UFC 296 if you're into that. We've got a full slate mm-hmm. of NBA too, obviously. We got some good games tomorrow night leading into the weekend. Uh, everyone be safe. Enjoy your weekend. We're out of here. Like a man.